Hello and welcome to the Great Long Boat Podcast. I'm Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Long Boat. Today, we continue our politics series with the tune, Nixon Times Nixon from Album 21. So, uh, let me tell you, this is a special treat for your dear listener, um, because Album 21 has not yet been released. And since I'm doing political songs, I really want to play this one, and it's not going to be released till next year, but hey, let's give you a taste. Um, This song is about Nixon, but it's also about Trump, too. Um, And this is not any... This isn't an original thought of mine, the title. Uh, I actually heard it two years ago, at least two years ago, uh, where they were talking about, you know, is is Trump as bad as Nixon? And uh, I think the response was, no, uh, well, Trump is much worse. Trump is Nixon times Nixon. And so let's, let's take a little context here, you know, Richard Nixon was president. He did resign in disgrace. Um, he, you, you, you kind of have to, with him, you have to put things in positives as far as positives go and negatives go. In positives go, he started the EPA. Uh, there was the Clean Water Act. I believe also the Clean Air Act under him. Um, I believe that Americans, you know, personal wealth uh, and GDP expanded under him. Also, he took the uh, the country off the gold standard, which was actually uh, that kind of paved the road for this kind of the economy that we have now in these crazy modern times. But on the negative side, it was uh, Nixon was a very paranoid person. He had he cultivated enemies. He wanted to punish his enemies. If, uh, you know, he thought you were an enemy, he could get the IRS to audit you. He would use the government as a weapon. And also, he did authorize the burglary of the Democratic National Committee at the Watergate Hotel. He, He did that. They told him the plan, and he listened to it. And I believe that the the whole the the uh, what made him complicit in that is he went uh huh, and that that showed that he knew what they were going to do. All plausible deniability gone, and also you know the the fact that he recorded himself. He recorded himself engaged in this criminal behavior. That's got a that, that takes a certain kind of personality. But the the really ironic thing is that okay, Nixon very narrowly lost to Kennedy in 1960. If he had won, we would have a, a, a I am sure an a different version of America would exist right now. And I I'm not saying better or worse or anything it would just be different and it would probably be radically different too. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten involved in Vietnam. Maybe we would have. Um, It was just, he did, you know, of course, when, when Nixon lost, he uttered that famous, 
the famous sentence, you won't have Dick Nixon to kick around anymore. And then in eight years, he was back and he won, um, probably because Robert Kennedy had gotten assassinated. I mean, Kennedy, Kennedy would have, uh, by all accounts and by polling, probably won and probably won by a big margin. So instead, people voted for Nixon and Nixon won even he didn't even need to break into the 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 Democratic National Committee. He didn't need to do that. He would have won by a ton anyway. And he did it. He did it and he didn't need to and his burglars got hurt the the, the people who were burglarizing the um the the office there at the Watergate uh, among them G Gordon Liddy uh who was, you know, uh, who since that time, after going to prison, sort of became an actor of, of sorts. Uh, I don't know what he's doing right now. I believe he's still alive, unfortunately. But anyhow, he, he, these, f- you know, fanatical Nixon supporters, who had, some of whom had uh, previous military backgrounds or fancied themselves, you know, soldiers for Nixon, uh, they, they, they got caught. And they got sent to jail, and it started a cascade of events that eventually led to the president's resignation. And and subsequent to that, he was pardoned by uh, Gerald Ford, who took over the presidency after him. And that was, of course, seen as one of the gravest injustices, miscarriages of justice in American history. Yeah, so Nixon, Watergate, uh, paranoid, and also, you know, he did some really crappy stuff uh, during the Vietnam War. He had the, you know, secret Christmas bombing of of Cambodia uh, that kind of destabilized an already weak government there and eventually led to the... uh, uh, overthrow of their government by Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, and everybody knows they were terrible, terrible people. Anyone with an education, anybody who knew anything, they were these, you know, these friggin' Stone Age communists of sorts. Uh, They were more, you know, sort of, they they were a personality cult in the level of, like, Mao. And, you know, Mao would frequently say, let's, you know, take all the people who know stuff and take them out and shoot them. And, you know, of course, this was this was taking that um, one step too far. I mean, because Pol Pot was like, let's take everybody who knows some something and uh, or has a specialty and shoot them. And then, you know, until they're all gone, whereas Mao would be like, let's take people who know stuff, take them out and shoot them. And then, you know, a month later, he would change his mind. And and then <laughs> he would he would uh um, you know, want to round up all the people who did the shooting. So yeah, you know, that's that's kind of the uh, the hazards of, of of dictatorship is, and especially if you have a capricious dictator who is seeing, you know, how how quickly the ship of state can turn around to uh, suit his every whim. And so yeah, and that's it's very. I mean, Stalin was was. A murderous, terrible dictator, but he was generally unidirectional. Um, you know, of course, he did ally with his sworn enemy, uh, the Nazis, 
um, as, a, as a method of buying himself more time after the invasion of Poland. But everybody knew that was going to, that the Germans were going to invade. And he was just having his generals cast rosy scenarios for him. Otherwise, they would have, you know, they faced the, the possibility of being purged. Anyhow, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, so um, crummy stuff in Vietnam, crummy secret stuff. And yeah, with, with Henry Kissinger heading up the State Department, and, uh, and these things were, have been adjudged since then as war crimes. And, you know, but I'm, nobody's, Henry Kissinger's still alive. Nobody's going to arrest him and ship him off to the Hague. That's, that's not going to happen. But anyhow, so this is, this song, um, you'll notice that this, there's kind of a different, there's a change in tone at the same time. There are strings in this, in, in this tune. Uh, I, I wanted to have kind of a rough, ratty sounding, sounding track also but also have strings in it and and um the the problem is is when you have a you know a ratty guitar and sort of thrashy drums and everything like that you have to make you have to make room for the strings otherwise they're just gonna sink down in they're gonna get blocked out by all the other instruments and i think i've done a pretty good job um I don't know. It's it's up to you to hear. But anyhow, let let me explain a little bit more about the song. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a punk tune. Um, it you know starts off with a sort of uh, this uh, dis- rogues gallery of uh, Nixon supporters, um, and you know they're only I only mentioned two before I, I talk about Nixon. Uh, but you know there's Spiro Agnew who was a crook. I mean the guy was the. He was as corrupt as they come. I mean, he, people would come to him in uh, in his office while he was vice president with envelopes full of cash and say, "Yeah, hey, um, it would be really great if I if my company could build that highway, uh, the you know the one in Maryland. Um, can you can you talk to somebody about that? Here's ten thousand bucks." It was you know that's that's an example. That's I I can't say if whether that's you know. <laughs> But that was the sort of business he was conducting. And he went to, he had to resign. He went to jail uh, before Nixon resigned. And so constitutional crisis, Jerry Ford gets to be vice president. And then, you know, then president after Nixon resigns. But, uh, and, and then also G. Gordon Liddy, who I think is, you know, he's, he has this, this, sort of reformed gung-ho persona but i i just think that he was basically a fanatic and an idiot and nixon didn't need his help and he was also incompetent i mean all these burglars they were they you know committee to re-elect the president the creep um they were they were morons they were they were incompetent and they got caught you know guys guys who are efficient uh, guys who do, you know who do their jobs well don't get caught. We if if these guys weren't idiots, we we would just say, oh, you know, Nixon was in in office for eight years, and then after that, somebody else took over. Um, you know, who the heck knows who would have been president had Nixon not gotten himself in uh, well in trouble. He did. He he wasn't impeached. 
Uh, he resigned before he could be impeached, and you know his own party came and talked to him about it. So f- flash forward to 2016, and you know Nixon with with this with this burglary. I mean, he he did s- stuff that was awful all the time, um, but he knew that he was doing the wrong thing. He knew that authorizing people to break into the Democratic National Committee was bad. And so, you know, he was trying to block it any way he could. So, but flash forward to 2016, and you don't have that sort of thing coming out of of the Trump White House. This is, it just does not happen uh, because the president himself is an a moral sociopath so he just thinks well you know kids in cages sure that's 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 a winning issue um supporting the confederacy yeah let's do that hey let's let's get dirt on biden from ukraine yeah i mean we got some they, they got some uh uh military aid coming let's they they should probably earn it and uh yeah so what you have is this administration that is just it not only it's just it starts at the top is pure corruption and then just all through it it just it 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 attracts this it attracts corruption and hey there's there's a part at the end you of, of this track where it's i'm saying underneath the corrupt attract the corrupt and that is true if you have a corrupt, uh, corrupt administration, you are not going to. I mean, there are going to be honest people, but it's going to be. It's it's generally going to be corrupt. If if corruption is one of your goals, and you know, of course, uh, Trump can say, "Yeah, look at me. I drain the swamp." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sending all those guys to jail. Uh, you know, for one, you know, for the things that are in the in connection to the Mueller report, um, I'm just surprised that they got them for these ticky tack things instead of uh, lying to Congress, perjury, things like that. I mean, they 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 did have you know like lying to the FBI and what uh, George Papadopoulos got like two weeks in prison for that. Yeah is it it just it it seems the important thing is that they went to jail the important thing is they're guilty but they it seems like they were they were mulling over much much more serious charges and then just went with the kind of like the sure thing uh you know M- michael flynn could have gotten indicted on much serious much more serious charges like conspiracy against the United States which is is uh with my uh, my understanding of it is that it is one step away from treason and um you know they I, I believe they did they charge Aaron Burr with that uh when he when they accused him of selling off uh, our secrets to the British uh during the war of 1812 uh, or was it just straight up treason? I, I actually don't think it was treason. I think it was conspiracy against the U.S. So yeah, <clears throat> uh, and and they could have done that. 
And, you know, it just seems like everybody was afraid of Trump tweeting something at them. And, yeah, that, that, I, I don't think that's any reason to do or not to do something. But apparently, you know, we live, not only do we have corruption, but our government is rife with cowards, too. Uh, I mean, if you just, if you look at how the impeachment went down pr- prior to, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, that was this year. Do you, can you imagine that? I, I just, this, it, this time is standing still. There was, there, there was a vote, an impeachment trial and a vote on impeachment this year. Sure, it was earlier in the year. We're now uh, mid-October 2020. The, the election is just about two weeks away. Um, and yeah, it just, it seems like eons ago that that happened. And it was just this year. And I thought that, I thought the, the cause was just, I thought that the, the Republican Senate response was probably, um, one of the worst miscarriages of justice also in American history. Uh, the other one being, uh, Bush v. Gore. And, uh, and then the other one being Ford pardoning Nixon. Because Nixon broke the law. He should have gone to, he should have um, been indicted and sent to jail. But no, no, Jerry Ford didn't want that. He wanted a healing to begin. And no, no, I think, I think Nixon should have gone to jail for, for, for the health of the nation. And also to show, uh, to show future presidents that uh, the law doesn't mess around. Instead, what did we get out of that? We got we got some character uh, like Roger Stone, uh, who is you know who is a uh, God who is a sleazeball, who's a scumbag, and you know and then he got his he he got his sentence reduced by William Barr, who under this guise of the the stammering uh, law professor uh, has has his has pretty much gutted the rule of law in the United States. And yeah, and that's where we are right now. But yeah, so um, I, this, this tune, yeah, it's, it's kind of on the punk side and it's got strings in it. And yeah, and it's got me singing as in a, in a very, very uh, ratty way. Um, I, I wanted everything about this to be sort of ratty, and uh, because you know, this makes me angry. This it, it it really does. I think I think Trump is a horrible, horrible, horrible person who just happens to be like a, an even worse president. He is. He, I see him, and and I I know that there is a there is an opinion from the other side in that he has done more. Uh, for this country than anyone ever has uh, since Abraham Lincoln, and that he is working so hard, and and he is and, and you know he's just he's shredded those regulations and he's done away with political correctness and he's just you know he's just he says it like it, he he says it like it is that's that's my my when somebody talks about Trump and t- he tells it like it is or says it like it is um, that is. They obviously are not listening to him because I 
I saw this. I watched. I actually did watch his town hall performance on Thursday, and you know, also kind of you know recoiled in horror along with uh, I would I would hope uh, a majority of the electorate. But he, they were asking him questions, and he would say yes, no, and maybe all at the same time. When they asked him about masks, he said yes. Uh, yes, I think masks are important, but uh, no, it, it's it's it, it's not that important, and maybe it's important. They said all of those things within 10 seconds of each other. That isn't telling it like it is. That's just being a, a person who is trying to, um, you know, make reality not matter because he's he's he doesn't care about anybody else's reality but his own. And this is this is where we are now, and the election is in two weeks. Uh, we're hoping for uh, that. I mean, we're hoping, as in my lovely wife and I, who have just voted. So you can't. We are. You can't change our minds about anything uh, now because we voted yesterday. Uh, that you know that this national nightmare will be over. And that you have somebody who is just so, uh, so incapable of learning and processing information that something that is just obvious, an obvious, uh, an obvious issue like wearing masks. And, you know, I, I realize that there are some people who have breathing issues. Uh, I was walking my lovely wife home from work on, on Friday and I had my mask on and I had to, uh, and we were going uphill. I had to take it off a couple of times because I felt like I wasn't getting any air. And, you know, it wasn't a crowded street. It was, it was fine, but I get it. And also your glasses fog up. I wear glasses a lot of the time. Glasses fog up. It's... It sucks, but consider the alternative. But yet you have somebody who, I mean, you could, he could just say, wear masks. I, re it would be really nice if everybody wore masks, but no. Uh, and the reason why he does this is because, and I, I've said this before, is that he wants to see who follows him over to that territory that, you know, you can have as much illogic as he he can just have so much nonsense and bluster and lies and ignorance and stupidity and he just wants to see who's going to follow him over like you know defending the confederacy how do you defend the confederacy the confederacy fought for slavery Civil War was not about states' rights. The Civil War was about slavery. And the Confederacy fought for slavery. Um, that is, that's the long and short of it. And we, yes. And, and yeah, anyone who says that it was other issues um, is, is wrong. And also, here's the, here's the deal this is this is uh, I'm you know this always kind of floors me that you know the, the majority vast vast majority of of soldiers in Confederate army were not slaveholders they were they were just people who 
answered the call of their what they thought was their country. And and it was a small minority. I don't know what the figure is. It was like what 10 to 15% of 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 the Confederacy owned slaves. So you had all of these other people who who were defending the interests of slaveholders of obviously, you know, rich, people richer than themselves. And you they got the, the rich guys got the f- poor guys to fight for them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, it's kind of like the modern Republican party that, you know, the, the rich guys get the, get the rank and file by, you know, the rich guys want more money. They want more money. They want deregulation. They the deregulation to them just means more money. It's always more money or more power or whatever, but you know, money is power. And, um, and, and so they, that's what they want. And, you know, what, what this, how they get their masses of voters is by, uh, <clears throat> you know, launching culture wars. And, and they can be completely nonsensical ones like, you know, war on Christmas and, and everything like that. And then, you know, and, and Trump is trying to right now saying that Joe Biden is going to outlaw the suburbs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs and they weren't that great. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't want to outlaw them. Uh, whenever I travel, the suburbs are great because they have sprawl and they have fast food and they have maybe fast food that if, if I'm far enough away from home, then maybe they have fast food I haven't tried before. So I'm fine with the suburbs. But yeah, so yeah, this, I I seem to have wandered a, a little farther afield than I had hoped, but yeah, um, this song is um, just about my frustration with having to listen to this all the time. I just, I, and I mean, you might be like me. I just don't want to listen to this guy anymore. I don't want him to have this gigantic bullhorn that's going directly into our brains. It's, it's just the worst thing. And, you know, I also, uh, I noticed when I was, my lovely wife and I were on vacation out in rural Snohomish County this, this summer, that there were a lot of Lauren Culp signs. And Lauren Culp is running for governor as uh, uh, he is the Republican candidate for governor of Washington state. He's running against Jay Inslee, who I, you know, I just always think that he sounds like the dumbest guy in the world. He's, uh, he's an okay governor. He's an okay governor. I have my differences with him about certain things. And plus he sounds like he's just been kicked in the head by a particularly dumb horse. But yeah, this Lauren Culp guy, um, unqualified is an understatement for this guy. But you know, uh, I I saw very few Trump signs out there, but saw a, you know a fair amount of Lauren Culp signs. Saw no Inslee signs, but saw and and of course that Lauren Culp sign is code for I'm voting for Trump because if you are comfortable voting for an incompetent, unqualified president, you'll be fine with an incompetent, unqualified governor too. So yeah, um, and there, of course, is a chance 
that Trump will win. He will pull an inside straight again. And, you know, it's it, it, his his odds for winning were low. The, the, they were set by uh, some odds-making organization. They were low last time, and they're a little lower this time. But you, you never can tell, can you? Um, and, you know, if he wins, then we will get the government we deserve. We have had the government that we deserve for the last four years, almost four years. And, um, you know, how's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Lauren Culp, <laughs> Lauren Culp, Donald Trump, you know, I, I don't think Lauren Culp is, a, you know, toxic narcissist or anything like that. He's just, he's just this, this sort of libertarian-ish guy who has, I, 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 what I call it is like granular complaints it's like you you spent this money on this and you spent this money on that and you did this and, and you know it's sort of like I I he he didn't he didn't address the core issue of his of his complaint and and you know his whole thing was like yeah the, we're we're getting taken for a ride and and but you know I never heard what he was gonna do uh, other than you know common sense legislation which means I have no plan. And uh, yeah, and he looks like he uh, he is he is a uh, chief of police, and his uh, police force is one person, and that's himself. And uh, he, when I believe when he became chief, he was um, uh, the, the the police force was two, and now he's now he is a hundred percent of the force. And um, yeah, um, just it looks like he lives in his mom's basement. And uh, uh, yeah, but my 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 beef with any libertarian person, uh, someone who who uh, you know skews libertarianish, is that um, they obviously have uh, they obviously slept through civics class in high school because you cannot you cannot actually have um, a you cannot have a uh, libertarian regime. Uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's nice that they want to legalize everything and, and, and tax it that, but you know, that's not going to happen. No, nothing that they propose is in the least bit practical. And, and, you know, it's, it, I always sort of liken it to, um, yeah, you know, I never drive, drive on the highway, so I'm just never going to pay for the highway. And, uh, you know, my, my house didn't burn down last year. So why should I, uh, pay for the, pay for the fire department this year? Yeah. I mean, that's it. What I hear from them is just a bunch of selfish whining. Sorry, libertarians, um, prove me wrong. I mean, I, I, I just think you're, you guys are friggin' dreaming. Um, we will be a socialist nation before we are a libertarian nation. And some, I mean, some people would say that we already are because we have, you know, Medicare and we have Medicaid and, and, but, you know, we, we also have corporate welfare too. So, you know, that's, uh, we, we are kind of, uh, we're a socialist capitalist with a little, a, li a few steps of socialism thrown in there but otherwise we are capitalism sink or swim uh you're you're on your own kid and uh you know you have um people who are rooting against you at every turn and that that is capitalism right there but then again you know 
there, we history presents us with many lessons about how terrible, um, you know, communism is. But the United States will never be a communist country. Um, we we just won't, and because it's because we're we're too rich. And but the thing is 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 that, you know, they they talked about the ACA being socialist medicine, but it was a prime driver on our economy it has been since 2010 and now they're gonna try to take it away because you know because they have no good reason to it's just it's just cruelty anyhow i i am going to play this tune finally because you know i'm just talking about politics i'm i really don't want to talk about politics after the election. I have one more song that's coming up. It's from The Wow and the Pow, Volume 2. That's next week. And then after that, it's just going to be songs. I'm just, I'm not even going to talk about politics. And, I've, I've, and, and I'm not even going to remember that, uh, you know, these, these political songs even exist. But this is from Album 21, which will be released in uh, next year. And it, in 2021, it's, it, it's not that, it's the title doesn't have anything to do with the year that it's released. It's this is my 21st album that I have recorded. So, and every seven albums, I write string arrangements. I did that to save money. I compiled them all. Uh, everything that had a that needed a string arrangement got got put on an album with a seven. Uh, uh, that's a multiple of seven. There's album seven. There's album 14, album 21. And this one is sort of the most unified uh, as, uh, as far as the ensemble size and, and um, uh, yeah, the, the, and the arrangements go because they're all for the same ensemble. Whereas with album 14, they're from different kinds of ensembles. Sometimes it's, you know, four violin parts and no cello, and sometimes it's just for, you know, the violin one, violin two, viola, cello. And that's what this is, is um, that, that's the string ensemble here on this tune. And so I, I give you right now uh, with, uh, okay, uh, R.L. Heyer on guitar, wonderful player, hire him, uh, R.L. Heyer, hire him. Uh, he, is, he is a wonderful guitarist, and um, and uh, a very very nice guy. Uh, um, let's see who else. Uh, Chris Simers playing bass. Devon Lewis is on drums. Uh, on violin one, Steve Bryant, Tom Zikonski, and Garrett Overcash. Violin two, Eugene Bajanov and Emily Choi. A viola is Sue Jane Bryant, and cello is Virginia Zikonski and Chuck Jaco. I'm guessing. And and on. Um, Via uh, no, backing vocals is good old Ryan Leva doing an excellent job, and of course I am the lead singer and the arranger. Um, this was recorded by Floyd Reitzma at Studio Litho in Fremont, and um, and of course mastered by the great Ed Brooks at Resonant Mastering. This is Nixon times Nixon. <laughs>
Okay, if you're a Trump supporter, you probably have, <laughs> you're not listening. You haven't, you didn't get past the first two minutes of this. But I just want to let you know that when Trump got elected, I thought, okay, well, we have to make the best of the situation. And I'm sure that everybody's predictions about the guy are are exaggerated and, and over panicky and just, and inaccurate that this guy is going to come up and and make the show all about him but he's going to do something he's going to take the country in a certain direction and it it will ultimately maybe be for the best uh, but we'll see and just when you know 2016 turned to 2017 I just saw him relitigating the election. Instead of saying, "Hey, we won. Get used to it." Um it was he just could not stop going after his former opponent. He could not stop just denouncing Democrats instead of just reaching out to them and uh, just even even in a, the most superficial way. And of course, whenever he, you know, he he didn't do that, and initially, and then when he had to, when he had to deal with Nancy Pelosi, uh, she made him regret that because he was, yeah, you know, he's just a bad, he's bad at everything. He's a terrible businessman. He is don't you know? It's he, he is described as you know the the poor man's rich man, the coward's hero. And the idiot's genius, and that is, I, I mean, I, I've just always kind of known him as a bad man in a bad suit, and and you know, you any any characterization is accurate, except competent, hardworking, smart, um, su- well, I mean, successful. He's still got money. He's richer than I am, uh, at least as far as I know. There was a time in the 90s where if you had like a dollar in the bank or, you know, if you had less, if you were less than, you know, $500 million in debt, you were richer than Donald Trump. And yeah, I have a feeling that a lot of us are richer than Donald Trump because he is, he really is 400 some odd million dollars in debt to somebody. And, you know, it's like, okay, if this guy was as successful as he says he is, uh, he'd show it, but no. I mean, he was he was a running joke in the New York real estate scene for years. the The, the people who are successful are the people you don't really hear about, and because 
they don't do they don't have to really generate their own publicity. Uh, Trump had to do that to you know feel like he was rich to show everyone he was rich, and and you don't if you're rich past a certain point you don't have to show people you're rich. It's 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 unnecessary. And, 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 you know, and, and sometimes it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit dangerous, but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And there was, there was, I just couldn't, I could not do it. It was, he just was not worth, um, contemplating, even though he was, you know, I couldn't, I could not trust him. He lied. He lied. He and to this day lies constantly. It's it's something that he doesn't even think about. And you know he just sort of spins words out like he doesn't even think about them because you know everything I say is excellent. And you know I'll just say this thing that you know um, all that we should just like investigate all my opponents and they should be shot. You know does not does not weigh his words because he just thinks that the, the, it's the greatest thing that anyone has ever said before. But on the, you know, converse side, uh, on the inverse side of that, um, you know, you do have people saying that he is the most insecure person in the world. He is the most, um, he, he, is, he is extremely hard on himself. And, and yeah, he, he is hard on himself. There's a thing is being hard on yourself in a productive way, sort of like, yes, this, it is within my ability to improve at my job. But if you're incapable of that, then you're, you know, him being hard on himself is, is, is counterproductive. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyhow, um, like I said, I'm going to have one more song coming up this next time. And it really, really, really is about Trump. No Nixon at all. And um, and yeah, um, I just feel like that I needed to get a little bit of anger out. I needed to, you know, in in that last uh, in the last verse, I yell, now bring me the axe. And I, you know, you just want to sort of chop the whole system down and. Hopefully reforms will be coming because if not, we are, yeah, we're, we're going to be a, a third world country with, you know, billionaires uh, pretty soon that, you know, there's going to be this gigantic gulf between rich and poor and, and a permanent underclass and, you know, people that will believe any stupid conspiracy theory that comes their way. Um, you know, we'll get violent, we'll start, you know, picking out scapegoats and, um, you know, our, our, our nation will not easily come back from that. And we're kind of at that point now, not quite, but I think in order to avoid that, to come back from the precipice, uh, Trump needs to be defeated decisively. And, you know, we know that, that, you know, in Seattle, I'd say we probably uh, Trump's approval rating is between you know zero and five percent or zero ten percent or something like that. And uh, and in Washington, it, Trump will not carry Washington. He'll get he'll get like a, a maybe a majority in Eastern Washington, but Eastern Washington is sparsely populated, and you know, uh, 
Seattle is still the population center. And, you know, uh, I just find most people find him repellent. And then, of course, the, the, the big question is, uh, and this is here and across the, the country, it's like suburban vo- voters who wanted to give him a chance. Now, I, I, think, I think that they will make the difference and that he will be decisively defeated, which is, which is what we, we really, really need. And for somebody, for somebody who is, you know, questioning the validity of the results... I, I, I just I think that that's probably and and I do not use this word lightly, but that's that's un-American. It really is. Uh, you know, it, it's a person who is is trying to uh, sow distrust in every institution that is in this country, and you know we have we have very very good and efficient um, uh, vo- uh, a very good efficient voting system. And I mean, of course, you know, last last decade we could everybody was afraid that the the voting machines made by the Bush supporters were going to you know, tally up lots and lots of votes for Bush, and you know maybe they did. I yeah, we can discuss that on another occasion. Um, you know, and I and I I but I do actually think that Bush won fair and square the second time through just by. Um, uh, uh, dirty tricks, you know, political dirty tricks, and also, um, you know, he got enough people frightened, and and that was that was his whole thing, and you know, he was a lousy president, and and um, and you know, his actions led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. So if you if you think that you know the Bush administration was great, and if you think that you know it's cute that Ellen DeGeneres gets to you know have have popcorn with him and a laugh and a few yucks and. Uh, um, and then accept her her explanation that you know she was just being nice. Yeah, well, yeah, be nice. Uh, you could you could uh, you know go back in time and be nice to Augusto Pinochet. You know he killed fewer people, uh, so you know his actions led to the deaths of fewer people. Juan Perón, sure, you know, um, you know whatever death squad guy there was in El Salvador, go and yeah. In the in the eighties, yeah, go and go and have a have a chuckle with him. Uh, I'm I'm you know it's all in the cause of being nice. Now you gotta you gotta that that some people are kind of I think um, have Bush especially. I and I'm I'm trying I'm trying to phrase this the right way. That uh, yeah yeah. Bush was just a, a certain kind of, you know, banal evil that I find unsettling, and um, <clears throat> and people are very quick to forget that you know he started two wars and just left them for people, and and the and one of these wars was very very hot and very very nasty for his entire time uh, for the entire time he was in office from two thousand three to. 2009 it was hot it, it was terrible and innocent lots and lots of innocent people died and i mean you can also say that that you know obama's inattention to uh what was going on also led to the deaths of many thousands of innocent people and yes yes but let's let's remember where that started anyhow i'm 
this is this is all just politics and i'm i i just want to get back and talk about music again but i'm i have one more song and then it's gonna just be music and and just you know i i'm hoping that we we are facing in a month we're facing a bright new future instead of a horrible horrible eternal present and yeah I, I want to see the future. I want us all to be happy and healthy. And I, I just want, you know, I want people to stop dying of COVID, especially when they don't need to. And, 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 and yeah. But anyhow, I, I, if you would like to write to me about any of these things that I have said today, it's uh, longboat. The address is longboatpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to stream the uh, Longboat discography, not album 21 yet, because it is not released. It's got great tunes on it, but it is not released yet. But uh, you can you can hear everything up till album 21 and that's at longboat.bandcamp.com and folks that is it for me and um like i always say if you don't like this tune i have others thank you so much for joining me bye bye